Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts are both dealing with injuries, but I will tell you why Rashad White holds the key to the Buccaneers' success on Monday night. That and more on a Crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into a wild card crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks and Locked on Eagles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks and Locked on Eagles your first listener view every single day. Of course, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko, one of the hosts of Locked on Bucks at jyarko underscore bucks, joined by Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri of Locked on Eagles. They are at DiBiase, L-O-E, and at GC24 underscore football, your host of Locked On Eagles. You can follow all these shows five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. The biggest matchups, most important players, predictions all coming up for you in just a little while. But I am going to defer to you guys first as the road team in this Monday night uh, playoff game. The Bucs have played now. They will be the uh, how can I phrase it? They will play in the first two Monday night playoff games, back-to-back years, both against NFC East opponents. Last year, uh, we're not going to talk about the loss to the Dallas Cowboys. What we are going to talk about is the biggest storyline for the Eagles coming into this Monday night playoff matchup at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, it's the Eagles trying to avoid the biggest collapse, one of the biggest collapses, if not the biggest one in NFL history from a perennial Super Bowl contender that was 10 and one, nine games over 500 through the first 12 weeks of the season, had beaten a lot of good teams like Miami, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo. They were dealing with a lot of problems, but again, you're 10 and one for a reason to look like that and then to lose five of your final six games in the fashion they did where they're getting blown out by the New York Giants. They're blowing leads to the Arizona Cardinals. They look completely inept against the 49ers and Cowboys. To me, it's can they get a win? And that's not going to suddenly change everything that's happened this year. And now the long-term questions that we're posing about Nick Sirianni and the future of this team. But a win could go a long way and avoiding that label of this being one of the biggest collapses from a contender I've ever seen in this league. From where we were two years ago, James, and we were doing this exact thing in the exact same round in 2021, we're talking about a wild card matchup. These two teams have completely flipped where that Tom Brady team had high expectations and they were trying to fight for a Super Bowl. That kind of feels like where the Philadelphia Eagles are right now. And coming into that game, they were a younger team and they were just happy to be there. The expectation is flipped. They were a team that came in and they were expecting to host multiple playoff games at home. They're on the road, and I think the talking point for the Eagles is, are they going to turn it around for once? And maybe it's a blessing in disguise that they don't have all this pressure on them at home, and they're going to be booed the first time they go three and out. But can a team that looked like world beaters at 10-1 and 
get back to the team that beat Tampa Bay in that stretch. It does not look anything like that team that Tampa Bay fans saw in the beginning of the season. It is completely different, and I think both of these teams are going to have to put out a performance that it's going to be one that they don't want to lose with. Like The Eagles have put out performances that have been losing performances. Can they finally put together a game that is worthy of a winning performance? Yeah, well, and uh, of course, you, you've, I've talked about the, the Eagles struggles lately uh, a couple of times this week, but then you take a look at kind of both of these teams, right? You have injuries with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and, and my guy, as your viewers will see behind me, my block eye that the locked on bucks, uh, viewers see all the time. My guy, Sydney Brown lost for the rest of the year with that ACL tear broke my heart. Um, yeah, I'm a, I was a big Sydney Brown guy coming into the draft and, and was devastated that he went to the Eagles and his twin brother goes to the Bengals. I'm like, why can't we just get one? Um, but yeah, and then for the Bucks, you got Baker Mayfield dealing with a with an ankle injury. You you know this is a beat up team on both sides. So which team is really going to be able to overcome some of those injuries? And and I think that's kind of the the one B headline for both teams, right? You guys are talking about the struggles of the Eagles and, and kind of what's going on with them, and and then of course the the injuries are the sub headline for the Bucks. The biggest storyline is which team is going to show up. Over a four-game stretch, the Bucs were winning with an offense, scoring 28.5 points a game, and the defense was allowing less than 20 points a game. And then over a span from Week 11 to Week 16, the Bucs had a top-10 rushing attack. Even though they finished the year as one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL, they had a stretch where they were one of the best. But over the last two weeks, they've scored a total of 22 points and allowed 23 all 23 to the Saints, they allowed zero to the Panthers. So which Bucks team is going to show up against the Eagles? It, it has to be the offense that was putting up almost 30 and the defense that was allowing less than 20. But the inconsistencies of this team, not just over the course of the last month and a half, but over the course of the entire season, doesn't offer a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to just flip a switch and, and put it all together and then of course, as I mentioned, Baker Mayfield dealing with that ankle injury that he suffered in week three against the Saints. It was re-aggravated against the Indianapolis Colts in a close loss in, in Indy, then was re-aggravated again against the Panthers last week. He's already dealing with the rib injury that he suffered against the Saints two weeks ago. And while the rib injury, you know, there was no structural damage or anything like that, that's going to kind of go away with time. You take a look at the ankle. And it's like, is Baker going to be able to plant and drive the football the way he's going to have to against this Eagles team if that ankle is really as, as bad as it looked against the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, and I think for the Eagles, you're kind of asking a similar question. Jalen Hurts' finger, not some yes. serious structural damage, it looks like, to that dislocated finger on his throwing hand. But he's not coming into this game 100%. He's been playing all year not at 100%. He had that bone bruise on his leg that limited his mobility. And, you know, you're talking about how you need the Buccaneers to show up the offense at scoring 28 plus a game and the defense that was allowing under 20. The Eagles defense, I think Gino and I both agree, we're not expecting a defense showing up that's going to stop Tampa Bay from scoring under 25. We just need the offense that was scoring 30 plus. And it's going to be really tough because the big three that you need that have been carrying you all year 
Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown, they're not at 100%. So you need them to empty the tank and find a way to make plays even through injuries or else this team's going to have no shot because I just have very little faith this defense is going to wake up and fix. I think some of the issues they have on the second and third level, there's questions that you can't really answer until the offseason. And it's kind of funny what you were saying, James. It almost feels like you could host our show to a degree. What team are you going to see? Are you going to see a Philadelphia Eagles team that was 10-1, and could rack off 30 points at will on offense, puts up five touchdowns in the second half against the Buffalo Bills? Or are you going to see a completely inept team that went against the Giants that were knocked out by the time that halftime hit? If you get that performance... You might see a, a 2015-like outing where Mike Evans has a crazy amount of touchdowns and they just blow this team out of the water. And it's the only game I ever left early in my life was seeing Jameis Winston throw five touchdowns on the Philadelphia Eagles. That is a legitimate case that could happen because, like you said, the guys like Sidney Brown, who have been so instrumental for this team, are out. Darius Slay will be playing his first game for the Eagles in over a month. Avante Maddox in the secondary hasn't looked like himself, and we don't even want to talk about what the linebackers have failed to do in terms of coverage. The middle of the field, due to injuries, due to lack of coaching, both on offense and defense, has been the weak point for the Eagles. Yeah, and that's something that my co-host David Harrison really stressed on an episode of Locked on Bucks earlier this week. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more because the biggest matchups that are going to decide this wild card primetime game is coming up next on a crossover Thursday, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to take on another. Maybe you finally reached a, a milestone that you have been trying to reach for months or even years. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's better BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Thank you again for making Locked On Eagles and Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel channel we are going to talk about the key matchups in this one both of us are well aware of what the strengths and the weaknesses are of the teams that we cover so when you take a look 
at the Eagles going to Tampa, taking on the Buccaneers. What is the matchup that you're really honing in on that says this is where the Eagles are going to be able to win this game? Yeah, for me, it's on the defensive side of the football. I'm not banking on the Eagles stopping the Buccaneers passing game to a certain degree. I think what they have to do is at least force Tampa Bay to be one dimensional and take out their run game like they were the first half of the year. This was, again, the run game, the run defense for the Eagles is the perfect representation of how how good they were and then how quickly they plummeted because the run defense was the best in the league through the first half of the year by a lot. Offenses were not even trying to run the football on this front. And then the final half of the year, they were one of the worst run defenses in the league. So can they take out Rashad White? Baker Mayfield is a really good play action quarterback. Can you force them to throw the football, which of course is a huge question is can they stop Baker Mayfield and those receivers? But I think they at least have a chance to limit the run game. There's no excuses. They have so much talent on the defensive line that's been non-existent for two months. First round picks, prime stars like Hassan Reddick, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, good veterans like Brandon Graham. There's no excuses for this defensive line to be playing the way they have been the last two months. They have to wake up and on the run game, I'm just banking on at least, again, the defense is not going to shut out this Tampa Bay team, but if they can at least stop one part of that unit, they'll give Jalen Hurts in the offensive fighting chance when they're going to have to score points anyway. I totally have to agree with Lou, and I, I think I have to take it and flip it to the Eagles running game because I think the matchup to watch is how can the Eagles offensive line, the best unit that this team has, mm-hmm. get back to what they did so well in 2022 in times this year where they dominate this game through 10-plus play drives, can run the clock down, can be efficient in the red zone because what is that going to do? It's going to keep the hand ball out of the hands of Tampa Bay, where Lou's talking about how the defense, they have to step up in a big way to stop Tampa. Well, what is the best defense sometimes? It's a really good offense. And teams that beat the Eagles in games where they have held on to the ball for 40 minutes to the Eagles 20. Can you do that to Tampa Bay? I mean, it's not one of the best offenses you're going to see in the NFC, but I think it's a good formula because if this Tampa Bay team gets out to a two-score lead, Lou, I don't know about you, but I don't think the Eagles are going to come back from that, man. Like They have to find a way to keep this game in check and keep Tampa's offense off the field. How are they going to do that? Hopefully they can keep their offense on the field, grind that clock down, make it be an efficient type of game where both teams have to get seven in their limited drives, and hopefully you can cash in in the end zone. But if the Eagles cannot control the trenches on the offensive side of the ball, it could be an New York Giants like outing where they just seriously cannot do anything. Well, and guys, too, when you look at that first game between the Eagles and Buccaneers, DeAndre Swift was incredible. And I believe it wasn't the final drive, Gino, where they killed eight minutes of clock to. And that's the thing is the best defense, like you said, is keeping our defense, the Eagles defense off of the football field. Time of possession is huge and a lead. That's going to be really important. And your receivers are banged up. Your quarterbacks banged up. They need DeAndre Swift in that offensive line on Monday. Yeah, you you nailed it. The the final possession for the Eagles, 15 plays, nine minutes and 22 oh seconds. Oh, my goodness. It, it's amazing to me how similarly we see this game as far as what we're saying that each team needs to do. Because for me, the key matchup for the Bucs is the trenches. It, it's cliche, but it's the trenches. It's the Bucs offensive line against the Eagles defensive line because – 
pressure has been getting to Baker Mayfield through the interior of the offensive line over the last few weeks, and that can't continue if the Bucs are going to have a chance in this one, then Rashad White has to get going for this offense to succeed. And the Bucs have not been successful running the ball up the middle. So they have to find a way to get Rashad going on the outside in the run game. And then, of course, in the run through the air, as, as we've seen the Bucs be so successful with through stretches this season. And, and just pick up some positive yards. And it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, two yards here, three yards here, enough to chip away at the down and distance to set up a third and five, a third and four, you know, third and manageable uh, so that Baker isn't having to sit back in the pocket to convert a third and eight or a third and 10 and, and let that pass rush come up the middle that the the Bucks offensive line has been so susceptible to. And one of the episodes that I had on, on Wednesday with Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay, he was talking about how it looks like Cody Malk may have hit kind of a rookie wall. He's kind of regressed a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And, and that's a really key position at right guard to hit a rookie wall at, at this point in the season. So it's really concerning Knowing the talent, despite how they played over the last six weeks, knowing the talent in the interior of the Eagles defensive line and how much the Bucks offensive line has struggled lately. But I do want to take a minute here and find out who you guys feel is kind of the key player for the Eagles if if they're going to win this one. So, Louie, I'll, I'll kick it over to you first. Who's yeah. who is the most important player for Philly? I mean, obviously, it's Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, it's always the quarterback, especially considering what the Eagles are dealing with. They need their $200-plus million quarterback to elevate. They need to win because of him. They haven't in months. But I'd say to name another player, when we're talking about trying the interior, how the trenches are so important, the Eagles' best, most versatile player that can stop the run and get after the quarterback is Jalen Carter. And when you talk about a rookie wall, you could kind of argue Carter has hit a little bit of a wall the second half of the year. He's still been pretty effective, but he was dominant the first half of the year where he was the obvious rookie of the year candidate. People were talking about him being in the defensive player of the year conversation, how he was a top three graded defensive tackle among pretty much every statistical platform. So to me, Jalen Carter is going to be so important, getting pressure up the middle on Baker Mayfield, but not only that, but stopping the run. So I'll say the rookie, they and they shouldn't have put as much pressure on Jalen as they did this year, but they need Carter a lot. I'm just going to echo what Lou had to say. I truly believe that Jalen Carter is the one guy yeah. that if you look at the matchup that you're presenting, and like you said, as you were talking, James, I was like, interior pressure, the one <laughs> guy that's been good for the Philadelphia Eagles where they have lacked on getting pressure from their edges, who it seems like they haven't had a sack in over a month. Mm -hmm. Even if he's hit his rookie wall, Jalen Carter is still performing at levels of Aaron Donald and Dexter Lawrence when it comes to beating double teams. If I were to take one guy that I trust on this defense to make a play when it matters, heck, his first game of his career, he sacks Mac Jones with 56 seconds left in the fourth quarter to basically win that game. I really think he has a chance to maybe cement that defensive rookie of the year type of campaign if he can be that guy because I don't trust anybody at linebacker. Sidney Brown is out. They're going to probably have to do a makeshift type of safety rotation now that they're missing one of their guys. Darius Slay hasn't played in a month. James Bradbury isn't an all-pro anymore. Mm -hmm. Avante Maddox is up and down. Jalen Carter's the guy I trust. I trust him in the middle. Can he win those one-on-ones against Cody Mock? Because if not, 
and they can get him out of there with double teams, you're going to have to rely on the rest of the guys to stop that run. You're going to have to rely on the rest of the guys to hit home at the quarterback. And frankly, they haven't done that. And if that happens, it sets up Baker Mayfield from not being hit. He can remain confident. He can remain healthy and push that ball down the field. But if Jalen Carter can hit home, the D-Roy is going to be having a big impact on this football game. Yeah, you you guys mentioned defensive rookie of the year, and I think the Bucs certainly have a guy that, that could make a case, especially given how Carter has kind of fizzled a little bit in in Yaya Diaby. He's probably going to get the Antoine Winfield treatment and, and not get the, uh, the respect that he deserves, but Yaya Diaby, uh, a third-round pick out of Louisville, leads all rookies in sacks and tackles for loss, uh, and he didn't play very much in in the beginning of the season. So he's really come on strong, but that's probably a name that Eagles fans are, are going to want to keep an eye on is, is Yaya Diaby. And how can you forget that name for the, for the Bucs? And, and Louie, I'm with you hundred percent. It's always the quarterback, but we gotta, we gotta go beyond the quarterbacks here. It's Rashad White. In in the first meeting, he had just 62 total yards, 38 rushing, 24 receiving, and he's going to have to be that safety net for Baker Mayfield. Allow Baker to just dump it off to White and let him make plays with his legs in open space, which is what what made the Bucks' offense so successful down the stretch. That's also going to allow Baker to get the ball out of his hand quicker and avoid that Jalen Carter interior pass rush of Philly uh, that the Bucs really haven't been able to stop as of late. Really need offensive coordinator uh, Dave Canales to draw up some quick passes to White and a lot of outside runs, which is where the Bucs run game has been so successful, especially going towards that Tristan Wirfs, Aaron Stinney left side. And I'd really, really like to see the Bucs run some three tight end sets with K-Dot and Kokeeft. Uh, rookie Payne Durham to get White a little extra help in that second level. You guys have mentioned the struggles of the linebackers. Need the Bucks to get some hats on those linebackers and really give Rashad some solid running lanes there. And I know Bucks fans are going to get annoyed. They complain about it every single week, but it doesn't have to be huge chunks in the run game, just positive yards. A couple here, few there. As I mentioned before, to set up that third and four, that third and three, those manageable situations so that Baker Mayfield isn't having to sit back and try to find receivers downfield for big gains, just death by a thousand paper cuts. Let it go to third down every single time, but convert on those short opportunities and put together those long sustained scoring drives and keep your defense fresh against the Eagles. We are going to be talking about what has to go right for these teams and drop our predictions. That is coming up next here on Locked on Eagles and Locked on Bucks. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my son or, or my better half were to get sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we're okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, uh, 
skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any one of us. Visit JaceMedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy for a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Wrapping things up here on a crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles and Locked On Bucks, preparing for a wild card matchup on Monday night football. Guys, what has to go right for the Eagles to get the win and move on to the divisional round? I think they can't turn over the football. They can't make mistakes. They're already behind the eight ball when it comes to, and it's obvious to not turn the football over and get penalties, but this team has been doing it all year. Really, even going back to training camp, you heard rumors that it was sloppy in practice and Nick Sirianni wasn't happy. They're behind the eight ball with personnel on defense, the coaching staff. We've pretty much all lost faith in Philadelphia and Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, and Matt Patricia, their coordinators and head coach. To me, it's all about the offensive personnel. They need to carry you. They've been moving the football very well all year. Even over the the stretch where they've lost five of their last six, they're moving down the field, but there's penalties that put them in long yardage situations on third down, and they stink against the blitz, so that allows defenses to pin their ears back and go after Jalen Hurts. Turnovers have given teams short fields. It's allowed bad offenses to stay in football games, and you've lost a lot of these games as a result. In the playoffs, you have to be mistake-free, especially considering the Eagles' issues. So to me, limit turnovers, limit penalties on offense because you got to put up points and you got to score touchdowns. I'm going to echo off of what you're saying, Lou, and to, to score points, you are going to have to stay ahead of the sticks, and Tampa Bay loves to rush five guys, and the Eagles just do not have – any sort of change-up pitch to the blitz. So you're going to have to stay ahead of the sticks on offense, and you're going to have to keep Tampa behind the sticks on defense. I think, James, you made a great point that Tampa isn't going to have to have these 15-yard runs. If you can just get to third and three or third and two, teams like Arizona killed the Eagles that way where they're just able to stay on the field and manufacture these long drives where a defense that already is lacking in personnel and the ability to get off the field just cannot do that. And then they turn around on offense and you see they're averaging three point th- third and nine, third and 10. Like it's almost 10 yards on average that they're trying to have to make up because they can't stay ahead of the sticks. So whoever can stay ahead of the sticks, convert on third downs, convert in the red zone, and win those situational matchups, that's what playoff football really comes down to. Whoever shoots them f- themselves least in the foot and can convert in big-time situations, that's who's going to have to win this football game. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm being super basic, uh, and, and I'm saying all these cliches, but they're cliches for a reason, right? And, and my what has to go right, Louie, I'm 100% with you. The Buccaneers have to take care of the football, period. Like. There's no ifs, ands, or or buts about it. And, and this is football 101. You always want to take care of the football. But the Bucs are one of the best teams in the NFL in turnover differential. They are 6-2 and two when Baker Mayfield doesn't throw an interception. So if they're protecting the football and the defense is doing their job against a struggling Eagles offense, the Bucs can win this game, and, and I know it's wild to think about, especially when you you go back and you rewind the clock to May or June, and this was a team that had 
one of the best odds to land Caleb Williams in the draft. All of a sudden, we're talking about them beating the defending NFC champions. And while the Eagles don't look like that defending NFC champions, I even mentioned earlier this week, this is a team that can put up 30 points in the blink of an eye. So don't get lulled into some false sense of security about their struggles recently. They can still be that team. So protect the football chip away at the down and distance all day long and just don't beat yourself. The Bucks are one of the best teams in the NFL at shooting themselves in the foot and taking big positive gains and turning them into second and twenties. Uh, in fact, our world. <laughs> it, it, it's arguably the most impressive thing I have ever seen that they can just continuously punch themselves in the face. And it, it, it happens every single week. So what has to go right is protect the football, get Rashad White the ball in space, take advantage of that underneath area with Rashad White, with Kate Otten, with Chris Godwin, and just chip away at this Eagles defense, wear them down. And uh, we could be talking about the, the Bucks going to San Francisco, going to Dallas, or even hosting the Rams. Like there is a world that exists where the Buccaneers get to host in the divisional round, but they have to get past the Eagles first. Guys, it's been a rough month and a half for you. How do you see this one shaking out in the playoffs? So, I mean, my belief and hope is on E right now, but I do want to believe and give this team credit that Within this season, this team at one point was 10 and one, and they do have, to me, a better roster than Tampa Bay. Not by much, but they have, to me, a better team, a better quarterback. I want to believe that's going to be enough at least to get one playoff win this year. Is it going to be easy on Monday? No. Is it going to be pretty? Probably not. Will it be even the game that you saw the first half of the year against Tampa, which was one of the most, if not the most complete game the Eagles have played all year? I doubt it. But I want to believe that they at least get one win and they don't end the year as this dead dog that they've been the last month and a half. Again, maybe that's my heart talking over my head, but I want to say the Eagles get a close win. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't know about score, but they're going to have to score at least 30, I think, to get this W. If you look right now at FanDuel, the over is 43.5. The Eagles are three-point favorites. That plays out to around a 23-20 to 20 victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's going to be within a field goal. I don't think it's going to be a game where either team is going to extend some crazy sort of lead. I'm going to say that I'm going to do the Camillary anti-jinx. The Eagles are going to lose this football game 22-20 to 20 to Tampa, and hopefully that jinx turns things around because I have called the Eagles to win every single game, and they just continue to lose. So I don't know what I'm <laughs> talking about. I, um, I very boldly predicted the Bucks to beat the Eagles back in week three. And they hung in for quite a while. You go back and you look at that game. There was no Carlton Davis. There was no Kalijah Kansi. Yaya Diaby wasn't a thing yet. And Devin White was injured. He got an interception in that game that he probably should have taken to the house, but he was playing injured. And, and I go back and I think to that post-game interview that Devin White had, where he said, we're going to see him again. We're in the same conference. We're going to see him in the playoffs because I'm saying it right now. We will make the playoffs. I had in my notes, uh, I, I picked the Eagles to win 21 to 20. And I'm going to mid-recording pivot. And off of the leg of Chase McLaughlin with time winding down, I'm going to take the Bucks to win this one 
I, I, I can see a whole, I told my son, uh, no outcome of this game is going to surprise me. This game could end up 42 to 40, or it could end up 10 to nine with either team winning. And I won't be surprised. And he asked me, well, what if the Bucks score 70? I was like, okay, that would surprise me because they've never done that ever. But you, know, you guys get what I'm saying. This could be a shootout. Yep. This could be both offenses just continuously running face first into trees. And whoever has the ball last with the fewest mistakes is going to win. But we could see either team winning this game and, and moving on to the next round. And honestly, I think you guys talked me into predicting a, a Buccaneers victory here. Ooh, our listeners are not going to like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's one of those things. Yeah, eh, this this one could go either way. But regardless, it's going to be entertaining. So uh, to you guys, thank you for for another great crossover to all of the Locked on Eagles listeners, Locked on Bucks listeners. Make sure you're coming back uh, for Friday's episode as both of these shows are going to give their final preview of what is going to go down. Or maybe the final preview is going to come Monday. Depends on how you guys want to want to structure things. But uh, definitely more to say about this game. And of course, by Monday, we're going to know who the winner is going to face. And uh, I think that's why the NFL loves these four or five matchups on uh, on Monday night. So in the meantime, please make sure you are checking out Locked on Eagles and Locked on Bucks five days a week. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you so much for joining us right here on a crossover Thursday, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs>